It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Thursday, November 19th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 279 of the second installment of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only NWO Wolfpack. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. As we just said, once again, to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, as always, will start with our wrestling news and views here segment, filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, who is, of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralimo, is, of course, our good friends at 411mania.com here tonight. We have not yet heard from the human suplex machine, John Gross, 
But uh, hopefully he will be on here, of course, to bring us our tonight's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. And, of course, in the event that if he does not make it, then I will be, of course, taking care of that responsibility here tonight as well. Hopefully we'll have some more folks pop on in here, here this evening. However, if you wish to join us here tonight uh, for some big-time talking here, of course, what we have in store for you this evening on Wolfpack 279, please feel free to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138-521-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here today, which will, of course, include, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, we will, of course, run down our personal thoughts and opinions about what happened last night with last night's episodes of AEW Dynamite and also NXT. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we will start doing our predictions for this Sunday Survivor Series pay-per-view as well as, of course, ladies and gentlemen, continue to, of course, keep you updated as far as, of course, the final match of the NXT US Halloween Havoc Championship Tournament. Of course, as you know, Jordan Stuffless is taking on the human suplex machine, John Gross, to become the first ever Halloween Havoc Champion. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the number one contenders tournament for the Halloween Havoc title will give you an update, of course, if we, we'll give you an update on that, of course, as well. As well as, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the rematch for the WCWS Money Inc. Championship. Of course, the, the current champion, the loose cannon, Shaquille Colesif, has taken on the former champion, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, in that. Well, of course, any updates we do have, of course, on that, we will definitely, of course, bring that to your attention here this evening as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is now 9.02 p.m. Eastern Time. As we said, Thursday, November 19, 2020, let us now proceed over to 411mania.com and see what they have in store for us in terms of we have a, chuck, a good amount here of wrestling uh, news tidbits here, of course. We once again, as always, thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WCWS radio network to read their stories on all of our shows, including, of course, Revolution right here, of course, on Wolfpack as well as, of course, Raw Radio, <clears throat> Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, and, of course, WWS This Morning, of course, among some of our other shows, of course, as well here in the near future. Let's go ahead and bring this here to you as our first first story of the evening, as we have, of course, here. Give us, uh, yeah, here we go. We I think we got it now. Uh, yes, Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story today as he has some details on our Arturo Ruas injury and also some creative plans for Mr. Ruas. A new report has additional in details on Arturo Ruas injury status. As reported earlier, Ruas was listed in the NXT injury report, which noted that he will be undergoing an MRI after he suffered a right bicep injury in his match against Kushida. According to Fightful Select, Ruas's arm injury is legitimate. The site notes that Ruas filmed some additional content for WWE's digital uh, <clears throat> digital content, but it didn't end up airing. Ruas was part of Raw Underground, and the site was told that after and after that was sidelined, the stage was set for his NXT return. His appearance was not scheduled to be a one-time appearance, and there were some creative plans for him in NXT. So hopefully, like I said, we'll we get to see him, of course. 
with some more competition, of course, uh, coming up here, hopefully here very, very soon. Uh, Jeremy Thomas also has this story right here. As uh, Nikki, as the, as, as the husband of Nikki Bella says that both her and Brie have actually discussed a WWE return. The Bella Twins have been talking about a possible return to WWE, according to Nikki Bella's husband, of course, Arden. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, so forgive me. I don't want to mispronounce it. The Dancing with the Stars performer said during an interview with Us Magazine that the two have been having talks about a return to the ring. She's been having talks about coming back and doing something together with Bree, Arden said. They both have kids, and I feel like they still have this unclosed chapter with wrestling. I would not be surprised. It's not clear if Artem means that the two have simply been discussing the matter between each other or they've had official talks with the company about a return. Either way, the dancer says he'd be all for it. I, I love to be cheering in the front row, sitting with Mateo on my lap like, go, mommy, go, he says. The Bellows retired from the ring in March of 2019, but both have expressed interest in one more run. They are actually set to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame at WrestleMania 37. Of course, it was supposed to have been this year, but of course, due to the pandemic, obviously, it pushed things back. So we'll definitely see, of course, if that actually is the case. We shift over to AEW now with a story here. Jeremy Thomas has this story here as Darby Allen is interviewed on being the face of TNT and also comparisons to the Crow Sting and also his next goal in AEW. Darby Allen spoke with TV Insider for a new interview discussing his TNT title win, what's next for him in AEW, and more. Here are some highlights. On, was, on what it means to be called the face of TNT after winning the TNT title, Darby says, it means I have to hustle more. It's, wow, he actually did it. I can't stop and smell the roses. On how he compares his first match against Cody at Fighter Fest to their match at Full Gear, he says, Cody handpicked me to go against him for my debut. You couldn't ask for a better debut. I had a lot to prove that night. Coming from the independent scene, a lot of people told me I didn't belong, that I wouldn't be a main eventer type, main event type player. I said, hell no to that. I went out swinging against Cody. Then fast forward to our fourth match at full gear. In my eyes, it was the biggest match because it was for the TNT title. It was a good feeling to step foot in the ring with him and step out as champion. On, on fans who looked up to him, Darby says, I feel good because being myself is paying off. I don't feel any added pressure. I'm going to keep being myself. I never said I was a role model, but if they want to take me as one, I'm down. A lot of kids, for example, look at me because I'm straight edge. I don't drink or do drugs. I feel like that's a cool outlook for kids to see. I remember in fifth grade and people would come to the school as part of a dare to talk about drugs and alcohol. It would be don't do this or that. Us kids were like, why would we listen to this guy? He doesn't even seem cool or anything. So people want to look at me as inspiration for that. I'm cool with it. On comparison between him and the Crow Sting persona, Darby says, my face paint just comes from real life. That's not really a character I'm trying to rip off of anybody. I've always, I've always just liked the dark stuff. I've always been a fan of the gothic aesthetic. Just weird stuff. I'm flattered by the comparison. It's cool, but it's definitely not what I'm thinking about while I'm doing it. On producing content with Tony Hawk and Steve-O, Darby says, they just started following me on Instagram. I hit them up. I said, yo, this is what I want to do. I want to bring my world into wrestling instead of just, instead of just wrestling into wrestling. 
I was inspired by names like Tony Hawk, Steve-O, and Bam Margera. I want to want to bring that world into wrestling because I feel there are a lot of fans that fell out of love with wrestling and they can see all these cool people collaborating and doing stuff. I'm at Bam's house right now filming stuff. I'm trying to do as much as possible. On criticism of his ring style, Darby says, my trainer is old school. His name is Buddy Wayne. He is super old school. I've learned the old school style. I do apply it if you see my matches. It's not, it's not just... It's not just... Sorry about that here, folks. Uh, it's not just... Uh, let's see. Uh, where is it? Let's see. It's not just high spots. There is a lot of storytelling behind everything. Brain behind what I do. As far as what people say about me, that I need to slow down. I know what works for me, and my body feels great. I'm really on physical therapy, recovery, stretching, and icing. I feel great. On his next goals in AEW, Darby says, I want to main event a pay-per-view for starters. That's the biggest thing. And like I want to finish this movie I'm doing, I have to finish that up. So we look forward to seeing more uh, what uh, Darby has here, of course, for... For, for, of course, his, uh, for everything going forward. And, hope, and, of course, we do wish nothing but the best for Darby Allen there, of course, as he continues, of course, to hold on to the AEW TNT title. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story here. As we have the latest injury report, gives updates on Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, and Arturo Ruas, as we just mentioned here just a moment ago. The latest edition of the NXT injury report is online. With Matt Camp giving updates on Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, or Tua Ruas. Here's the, the full video and a summary is on this page if you want to check it out. Ripley had multiple contusions and abrasions on both ears stemming from her match with Shirai, which saw her give her which saw her get five earrings ripped off. Pieces of skin need to be taken from her ear in order to make her ear look normal again. Shirai is not medically cleared after the match due to her having a sore neck and whiplash. She's expected to be back soon. And as we said, Arturo Ruas is set to undergo an MRI after he suffered a right bicep injury in his match against Kushida. So we hope to, of course, hear some more updates here about uh, these two fine female competitors, plus also Arturo Ruas coming up here, of course, here hopefully very soon. Hopefully they'll be back here. <clears throat> and because like, they are three of the best right there, of course, one on NXT. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story. As the great Okan was interviewed on teaming up with Will Osprey, his grudge against New Japan Pro Wrestling, and also Osprey versus Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 15. The great Okan spoke with New Japan Pro Wrestling for a new interview discussing his alliance with Will Osprey, his goals in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and more. Here are some highlights. On his return being not being planned out long in advance, he says. Well, the whole plan came together at short notice, but it went off without a hitch. We had planned on being in the UK for a while longer when Osprey called and said he wanted Okada crushed. On if his time in the UK was what connected him to Osprey, the great Okan says it is. We wrestled on the same card as him in the UK, and even though we were in different locker rooms, he made a point of coming to us. And did you see what we did? More importantly, did you hear? Those people aren't allowed to raise their voices, but they couldn't help themselves. On if he knew how much he wanted to make an impact whenever he returned to Japan, he says, of course we did. 
But one thing you need to understand is that there is no use comparing us to any other of these other so-called wrestlers who weren't sent away with a silver spoon to eat eat with and a red carpet rave for rave for us when we came back. On the great Ocon being created out of his grudge against New Japan Pro Wrestling, he says, "That's exactly right. We were a snot. We weren't a snot-nosed kid kid going on a learning excursion. We went on a foreign invasion. Don't lump us in any of those." Uh, with any of those other wrestlers. They might have returned from excursion, but we we are continuing our invasion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Just look at the titles we won overseas and never lost a single match in the UK. It was only a matter of time before we would turn our sights to New Japan Pro Wrestling, and everything went according to plan. On whether his match with Osprey was their first bout together, he's great O'Connor says it was. There were no problems at all, obviously, even ignorant types like you know how impressive a wrestler Osprey is, don't you? Not just in singles, but in tags as well. He is the very best of the best in every little thing that he does. As the leader of the empire, he did everything to set the battlefield for us to conquer. On Okada criticizing him for being in the way of him and Osprey, Great Okan says, ha ha ha, spoken like a true imbecile. Every word, high and mighty, mocking our name, taking us slightly. Those are the actions of a man that this company has placed on the pedestal for so long. A phony hero. Although we will acknowledge that that we did defeat us, that he did defeat us one on one. On Osprey facing Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 15, the great Okada says, Osprey's goal from the start has been to crush Okada. Whether we won or lost, our job in Osaka was to crush the life out of him. As our job is to support Osprey, so he may do the same. Osprey beats Okada. We win World Tag League together with our partner, win the IWGP Tag Team titles at Wrestle Kingdom, and all the Tokyo Dome. Falls under the control of the Empire. So we'll definitely see what all we'll definitely see what all happens there indeed. Um, then we sh- we shift gears once again. This time we go some, some more WWE news from Jeremy Thomas. As Paul Heyman shares the card outline for the for the nineteen ninety four November to remember pay per view. And also, WWE stock is up. Paul Heyman gave the fans a, a look at a bit of throwback memorabilia, the handwritten schedule for ECW's November to Remember from 1994. Heyman posted a photo of the outline, which was written an hour before the show, to his Instagram account. And of course, as you can as you can see right as you can see right here, and I will go ahead and read it. Going back to the 1994 edition of ECW November to Remember. The first hashtag into our we presented after going full throttle hashtag extreme. While not written on a cocktail napkin, I still have a few of those lying around. This was indeed scribbled about an hour before the show. This was the night Sabu broke his neck. The public enemy became two-time champions by winning back the tag titles from Mick, Cactus Jack Foley, and Mikey Whipwreck. And the Sandman revealed that he wasn't blind and in one of the more memorable non-beer soap moments of his career ECW, ECW, ECW. And of course, as you go to Paul Heyman's Instagram account here, folks, you can see, of course, the outline, of course, in advance here uh, for this for this show here, as it was written in 1994. And of course, obviously, it looks like a very, very unique, uh, very, very unique piece of memorabilia. I'm pretty sure Paul Heyman at some point down the road. May end up possibly having that thing framed. Who knows? Also, WWE stock closed at forty-one dollars and ninety-five cents on Thursday, up point forty-eight 
uh, uh, 48 cents or 1.16 percent from the previous closing price. The market as a, as a whole was up 15.15 percent on the day. So there you have it right there. Let's see if we have, let's see if we have any other. Let's see here. Uh, yes. Jeremy Thomas has this story about the but the Young Bucks was was asked about recall they recall meeting Shawn Michaels in WWE and also getting advice from HBK. The Young Bucks recalled meeting Shawn Michaels while doing extra work in WWE during a recent interview. Matt and Nick Jackson told Wrestling Inc. how the conversation with Michaels was arranged through Marty Jannetty, how Michaels put in a good word to John Laurinaitis, who K-fabbed them afterwards and more. Matt talks about meeting Shawn Michaels. He says, it's funny. We befriended Marty Jannetty because we booked him on our independent show. And he told wild war stories and some seemed really out of the realm of possibility. We were like, there's no way that happened. We were questioning it even back then. We knew some wrestlers were, were kind of carny. They would say things and we would kind of humor them. I remember him calling us and saying, hey, I heard you guys are going to WWE to do extra work. We're like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to tell Sean that you guys are coming. And hopefully he can talk to you guys. We were kind of rolling our eyes. We didn't really believe it. So sure enough, we were sitting there and catering. We see all these big stars. We're kind of starstruck. And then finally, we see we see the guy, and it's Shawn Michaels. He's our hero. He is sitting at one of the tables along with Jesse Hernandez, who's an old school referee, back when it was called the WWWF. And he's also a promoter in Southern California back home. And we were very familiar with Jesse. So Jesse sees us, and he waves us over. We don't believe it. Why would Jesse wave, wave us over there? And he does it again. Finally, we head over there. And Sean's just sitting there looking up at us. And we're just like, what is this? It was so surreal. And he knew our names. And sure enough, Marty came through and called Sean that morning and said, hey, these kids, look out for them. And he described what we look like. And we sat there. Matt also talks about on Sean Michaels giving them advice. He says, we got to really just talk about tag team wrestling. And he gave us good advice on what we should do and what speed we should work at and how we're going to get people's attention, Matt recalled. And he was kind of he was kind enough to take us over and kind of get and kind of get us a bonus. Took us over to the payroll. I remember as Sergeant Saw was working payroll at the time. He really treated us really well. I think he knew we were huge fans, clearly. I think maybe he was trying to impress us, but it was the coolest and I thought he was the best. You hear bad stories about Sean all the time, and that's the only time I've ever dealt with Sean. And I still think back finally, the one time that we met him, we were kids. And he didn't have, have to be nice to us, and he treated us great. So I've nothing but positive feelings towards HBK. Nick Jackson on John Laurinaitis ignored them after Michaels put in a good word. Nick says, like Matt said, we were young, naive little kids, so for our hero at the time to take care of us like that, it blew our minds. On that day, we were like, oh, my God, I guess we're getting signed to the WWE. And the next day, Sean wasn't at SmackDown, and we completely got K-Fab by whoever was in charge. It was Johnny Ace. He took us over to Johnny Ace, and Johnny Ace is the head of talent relations. He's like, you got to take a good look at these kids. Marty says they're good. They're good. Take a hard look at them. And Johnny's like, yeah, I will, Sean. And the next day, he just totally K-Fab us. He didn't even act, he didn't act like be, be, he remembered us. From the day prior so so there so right there they so there's very interesting story about Shawn michaels old school there from uh, the young bucks 
Uh, we have a story here, of course, concerning Miss Bliss right here. Uh, Jeremy Thomas has this story looking very as freaky as ever uh, on how she actually how she gets into the character for Firefly Funhouse and also her WWE contract status and more. Miss Bliss was the guest on Maria Menudo's podcast Better Together with Maria and discussed her on-air character, the status of her WWE contract and more. Here are some highlights and also the video from that uh, from that interview. On the embarrassing part of being the champion, Miss Bliss says, the Raw Women's Champion and the SmackDown Women's Champion, they're bulkier than the Tag Team Champions. It's so embarrassing. You know how it is. When you go through TSA and it lights your bag up like a Christmas tree, you open the bag and they show everyone. And there was a time when my bag didn't fit in the overhead compartment. And I have to and I have to have the title on my lap during the flight. So after that moment, I started carrying a Betsy Johnson backpack that the title perfectly fits in. On a possible match with Trish Stratus, she says, Never say never. People always say come back or show. I'd love to have a to have a tag team or wrestle against her. I'd definitely be down. On her own air issues with Nikki Cross. She says, Here's my thing with friendships. Nikki and I, we've been friends for quite a bit now. And you know how friends are. They fight, they make up, they fight, they make up. Last night was a fight, so we'll see what happens after that. On how she gets in character for the Firefly Funhouse segment, she says I was watching the big comfy couch. I rewatched this sing-along called Sing Along with Silly Wind, but she used to wear the pigtails, and so did the girl from the big comfy couch. I've just been watching that, and Nick Jr., and I've been watching also Blue's Clues again. On the possibility of kids and her and her WWE contract status, Ms. Blitz says, we discussed we would see, you know, once my WWE contract is over where we're at, that's in about three, three and a half years, He's totally fine with that. Yeah, I'm good. I just don't want to be 45 and having my first kid. So, <clears throat> so there, so there you have it right there. Of course, like I said, they, and it's been quoted that she actually kind of enjoys doing this Firefly Funhouse stuff. Our next story here, folks, Jeffrey Harris brings the story as it was a backstage rumor. On a major matchup scrapped from last week's episode of SmackDown. Hmm. Fightful Select has a backstage rumor on a match that was apparently planned to air on last week's episode of Friday Night SmackDown, but was scrapped at the last minute. Per the report, WWE had planned to have a qualifying match that would see Big E join Team SmackDown at Survivor Series. However, the match was ultimately pulled from the Fox Network broadcast for November 13th due to time constraints. WWE's creative team had reportedly planned to add Big E to Team SmackDown for the Survivor Series match some weeks ago. Additionally, a lot of decisions on who would fill in the team for the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown elimination matches were reportedly set weeks before Sunday's event. This is the case. There's still time for Big E to win a qualifying match for this week's episode. Of course, Survivor Series 2020 is slated for this Sunday, November 22nd. The show will air live on the network. It will be held at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. And, of course, we'll talk more about Survivor Series here in just a few short moments here, folks. <clears throat> of course, we've been talking about these uh, uh, cameo and Twitch here lately. Jeffrey Harris has this story here, as apparently The Undertaker is joining cameo for a limited time. Per an official announcement from WWE, wrestling legend The Undertaker will be appearing on cameo for a limited number of appearances in celebration of his 30th anniversary and his upcoming final farewell at Survivor Series. 
The Undertaker will be taking part in 30 personalized cameo videos from the size they cost $1,000 each. Unbelievable. The limited time cameo page for The Undertaker can be found. Of course, there's a link on 411 Mania's page if you want to check that out. Here's the full announcement from WWE. <clears throat> of course, from both Chicago and also Stanford, Connecticut today. WWE legend The Undertaker has joined Cameo in celebration of his 30th anniversary and final farewell at Survivor Series this Sunday, November 22nd, capping off the Phenom's legendary 30-year career. Beginning today, Undertaker will be available for 30 limited edition personalized video messages, which he will fulfill at Survivor Series. One of the most iconic superstars in WWE history and a pop culture phenomenon, Undertaker made his WWE debut at Survivor Series on November 22, 1990. From his debut with Brother Love to his critically acclaimed match versus AJ Styles at this year's WrestleMania, Undertaker has participated in some of the greatest matches in history against Hall of Famers such as Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Mick Foley. Had multiple WWE Championship reigns, held an unmatched and astounding undefeated streak at WrestleMania that lasted 21 years. In addition to Undertaker's presence on Cameo, WWE is celebrating 30 years of the dead man throughout the month, including recently debuted documentaries, Meeting the Undertaker, WWE Untold, The Phenom and the Legend Killer, The Mortician, The Story of Paul Bearer, and Brothers of Destruction. In addition, the Undertaker will be a special guest on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions immediately following Survivor Series. Activations also include special Undertaker photo galleries, video highlights, and features on WWE.com. Of course, Undertaker TikTok Challenge, Instagram Filter, and Snapchat Lens. Two exclusive product opportunities with Funko only available at Amazon. Feature space in uh, 2300 Walmarts, including exclusive Mattel action figure. National media appearances, including The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. And blocks of primetime programming from WWE's distribution partners around the world dedicated to The Undertaker. Survivor Series is the one night of the year where Raw spurs off against SmackDown. Current matchups are highlighted by Universal Champion Roman Reigns taking on WWE Champion Drew McIntyre, Raw Women's Champion Oscar vs. SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks, Raw Tag Team Champions The New Day vs. SmackDown Tag Team Champions The Street Profits, United States Champion Bobby Lashley vs. Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn, as well as, of course, a men's and a women's 505 Survivor Series elimination matches. <clears throat> as previously reported, WWE found itself the center of a great deal of controversy after Vincent Mann sent out a memo informing town of a new edict that would ban them from using or monetizing third-party platforms, which include Twitch and Cameo. Obviously, this deal between The Undertaker and Cameo is fully authorized and endorsed by WWE, so any future dealings for superstars on the platform will likely be similar, similarly done through WWE. And, of course, obviously, of course, some of them had decided to deactivate their own personal ones because they probably feel that they're in the right here as far as as far as, of course, uh, um, you know, Vince McMahon kind of taking advantage of all that. So. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, this leads to this story right here. Uh, Joseph Lee has this story as Andrade actually thanks Zelina Vega after her release, and Zelina Vega herself responds. In a post on Instagram, Andrade thanks Zelina Vega following her release from WWE last week. After he posted, Vega responded with praise for the WWE star on her Twitter account. She wrote the following. Thank you for everything at Andrade C and WWE. Being with you will forever be one of the highlights of my career, both professionally and personally. 
You're one of the best in the world, and it was an honor. And, of course, she does talk about, she does mention something in Spanish. And to be respectful, I will not try to pronounce it there, indeed. And, of course, Andrade um, posted this in uh, Buenos Aires, uh, uh, Argentina. Here, a picture here, uh, in which he, he responded uh, uh, um, on Instagram saying, Gracias, thank you. And, of course, uh, and he does speak also in Spanish as well, and I do not want to mess up anything because was, this was a very unique moment right there. And, of course, Andrade being a stand-up guy here, I think, in my personal opinion here, you know, uh, thanking, uh, <clears throat> thanking, of course, Zelina Vega for her, for her, uh, for, for the time that they spent in WWE. Joseph Lee has this story as Nidia Grenard has no interest whatsoever in returning to wrestling. Everyone, I'm sure, remembers Nidia. Fightful Select recently spoke with Nidia Grenard, who revealed that she has no plans to ever, ever wrestle or appear in the ring again. She said that she has moved on to being a mother and has no interest in getting banged up again. She had that no companies have reached out to her recently either. She noted that she planned on quitting WWE before she was fired back in 2004, but didn't want to breach her contract. She said she had no bad feelings towards the company. She was just ready to move on. She never wrestled in the U.S. again and only took bookings in places she wanted to spend her vacations in. That lasted for about a year before she left entirely. She noted she wanted to disconnect to make it easier because it's hard for people to get out of the business. So so that's probably why we haven't heard that much from Nidia here in quite some time. And that's because she just wants to get away from it. So there you go. A lot of people actually do for after a while. Joseph Lee also has this story, as apparently it seems to be official that WWE is moving Thunderdome to the Trop to Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay. And here is the story. WWE has officially announced that they are leaving the Amway Center in Orlando to take the Thunderdome to, Trop to Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, Florida. The new residency will begin with Friday Night SmackDown on December the 11th. It's unknown at this time when the latest residency will end. But the Tampa Bay Rays will be back in the stadium in March. Here is the press release. From Stafford, Connecticut here today, WWE will bring its world-class viewing experience, the Thunderdome, the Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, as it begins a new residency starting with SmackDown on Friday, December 11th at 8 o'clock on Fox. The move to Tampa Bay marks the next iteration for WWE Thunderdome, which lost to critical acclaim in August as part of WWE's first-ever residency at Amway Center in Orlando. Featuring a state-of-the-art set, video boards, pyrotechnics, lasers, cutting-edge graphics, and drone cameras, Thunderdome provides an immersed viewing atmosphere and virtually brings thousands of fans into the arena via live video. In conjunction with the famous group and its proprietary technology, for every Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, and WWE pay-per-view event, WWE Thunderdome recently received top honors at this year's Sportel Awards for Best Virtual Fan Experience. The Tampa Bay Rays are excited to welcome WWE to Tropicana Field for this residency and shine a spotlight on the Tampa Bay area for WWE fans around the world, said Matt Silverman, Tampa Bay Rays president. The ballpark will be transformed to host a spectacle of WWE Thunderdome, allowing fans to enjoy this wildly popular experience virtually. We are proud to have, re re to have reimagined the arena atmosphere and provide an interactive experience like nothing else in sports entertainment with the launch of WWE Thunderdome said, of course, one of J.D.'s favorite guys, Kevin Dunn, 
ex the WWE executive, executive producer and chief global television uh, chief of global television production. Our fans' response and industry-wide recognition are both humbling and further further validation of the innovative spirit and passion that exists across the entire WWE organization. And of course, Kevin Dunn, you are still technically the douchebag in my eyes, still as well, just like with my good friend JD. Hollywood celebrities, WWE legends, and millions of fans from around the world um, have all enjoyed what the world-class Thunderdome has to offer, says Brian Flynn, WWE Chief Marketing Communications Officer. This new residency will enable us to continue offering an unmatched live spectacle and will not have been possible without the strong support from the Tampa Bay Rays organization. We remain grateful for the hospitality provided by the Amway Center over the past four months. You can, fans can register for their virtual seat to be part of upcoming WWE, WWE shows via uh, WWEThunderdome.com or at WWE's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. Raw SmackDown and pay-per-view programming will be producing produced at Tropicana Field on closed sets with only essential personnel in attendance. WWE will continue to administer its health and safety protocols for talent, crew, and employees in conjunction with each production including PCR testing for the pen, for the virus, also social distancing, and unfortunately wearing masks, which of course, like I said, there are some people that of course obviously does not uh, agree with that part of it, including yours truly. Uh, Joseph Lee also has this story right here. As The Undertaker was interviewed recently, as he remembers almost beating up Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. In an interview with the New York Post, the Undertaker gave his side of the story regarding an incident with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. According to the story, previously told by Bruce Pritchard, Undertaker threatened to beat up Michaels if he refused to drop the title to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Here are some highlights. On his personal feelings about HBK at the time, Undertaker says, Early on in my career, when Shawn was there, I didn't care for Shawn personally. I thought it was an arrogant little... Uh, We'll just leave it at that. That being said, still no one I would rather get in the ring with and work with. That's how just how good he is. Sean, everyone knows the story. is supposed to drop the belt to Steve. Sean was being Sean, in my opinion, and like I didn't know if he was going to do it. My intention was to make sure one way or another business was done that night. On if he was really going to beat him up at WrestleMania 14, Undertaker says, I felt so bad because the relationship had changed so much that he goes, were you really going to beat me up? I was like, no, man, that's all just rumor. Taping my hands up and everything. Of course, come on. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, he goes, I didn't think so. I mean, that really didn't sound like you. The whole time in my head, I'm like, I was going to smash you if you didn't drop that belt to Steve. But, yeah, he's a completely different person. I love him to death now. But, yeah, that's the story. I was sitting there, hands taped, ready to do whatever I need, need to be done. On how he feels about him now, Undertaker says, We've been at any broken fences. I think the world of Sean now, he's changed his life. Obviously, we've shared some very special moments in the ring, WrestleManias, and all of that. And one more, of course, quick story here before we, of course, move on here, ladies and gentlemen, indeed, as we, of course, especially have some AEW news, as, of course, uh, Renee Paquette, of course, formerly known as Renee Young, reacts to John Moxley revealing that she is pregnant, and also, of course, highlights from the match between Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. Renee Paquette went to social media to comment after John Moxley revealed that she was pregnant on AEW Dynamite. As noted, Moxley dropped the information in the middle of a promo on this week's Dynamite. Paquette soon posted an Instagram with the below post 
which received congratulatory posts from Lita, Carmella, Brie Bella, and of course others. Also, AEW posted the following posted the video that's on it right here, right now, from the Serena D versus Thunder Rosa match on Dynamite. Deeb retained the title in the match, which saw Britt, which also saw Britt Baker get involved. After the bout, Rosa attacked Baker at ringside. So, so that's so, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have currently here right now in terms of, in, in terms of our, in terms of, in terms of, of course, our, uh, <coughs> uh, of our, of course, our um, wrestling news and views here tonight. Of course, I do think once again, four eleven mania for providing that providing that story here, of course, uh, here tonight. <clears throat> okay, sorry about that here, folks. Um, but, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as always, of course, filling in here for uh, our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, of course, King Ice, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo. Of course, they bring all the news that's fit to print here, of course, as always, in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. <clears throat> and, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor have we ever tried to do so for the past uh, five years. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, and before we continue on here with our, of course, you get ready to move right into our wrestling history and birthdays here report, I will point out that we do have a couple of, couple of our folks that have just now popped in here. Let's go ahead and introduce them now. First off, ladies and gentlemen, uh, who already has, has our wrestling history and birthdays up and going here. So uh, <clears throat> he is, of course, a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, part of the team that brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. He is, of course, also a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. And, of course, he is, of course, right now, as we speak, one of the finalists uh, that, are, that, is, that is competing for the NXT US Halloween Havoc Championship. We'll have more updates about that here in a few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, I do have, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. And also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, coming up here as well, as well, of course, we have on here with us, courtesy of our talk show video service. <coughs> oh, excuse me. He is, of course, like I said, a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is a multiple-time title holder in the WWS Trivia Championship Series. He is, of course, also part of the broadcast team that brings you WWS Sports Machine every Friday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. And also, ladies and gentlemen, he is the general manager of, of our Facebook group, WCWS Fan Empire. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, more affectionately known as the man with the golden voice here, ladies and gentlemen, and who did a remarkable job. I will go ahead and make a note of that uh, and helping us out with, of course, some wrestling history here on last night's edition of Revolution. Uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and bring him in here right now. As we said, the man with the golden voice, ladies and gentlemen, I give you now, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Justin we, and John, we welcome you both to episode 279 of Wolfpack. Thank you very much. For Thank you, Chad. Here tonight. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go ahead and see what John has on the table here with our wrestling history and birthdays here for today here, November the 19th. On this day here in 1966 in Omaha, Nebraska, Mad Dog Vashon defeated Dick the Bruiser 
and win the AWA World Heavyweight title for the fifth time. Also on this date in 1990, at a WWF Superstars taping in Rochester, New York, Mr. Perfect defeats the Texas Tornado, the late Kerry Von Erich, to win the Intercontinental title. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Uh, yes, on this day in 1991, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 27 from the Savannah Civic Center in excuse me, Savannah, Georgia. This was the first Clash to be presented without an official subtitle. Dustin Rhodes and Ricky Steamboat defeated the Enforcers to win the WCW World Tag Team titles. Rick Rude defeated Sting to capture the WCW United States title. Uh, and let's see here. On this day here, give me just a second here, folks. And uh, uh, da, 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 da. Yes. On this day here in 1994 in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, the late Chris Candido wins a finals of a one-night tournament to win the vacated NWA World Heavyweight title. He was the first NWA World Champion since Shane Douglas vacated the belt in a scathing shoot promo on August 27, 1990, 1994. Sorry about that here. Let's see here. Uh, on this day, 1995, WWF, WWF presented Survivor Series from the U.S. Air Arena in Landover, Maryland. 14,500 were in attendance with 128,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, which is down from 254,000 for the 1990. Edition. In a pre-show dark match, the Smoking Guns defeated the Public Enemy. The Body Donnas, Skip and Rad, um, <clears throat> Skip, uh, Rad Radford, uh, Tom Pritchard, and the One Two Three Kid defeated the Underdogs, consisted of Marty Jannetty, Hakushi, Barry Horowitz, and Bob Holly. Four to three in, in a Survivor Series match, with the One Two Three Kid being the sole survivor. This is the One Two Three Kid's last Survivor Series appearance until 1998. Of course, when he became known as X-Pac and Marty Jannetty's first Survivor Series appearance since 1993, the 1-2-3 kid filled in for Jean-Pierre Lafitte uh, as well. Uh, the late Bertha Fay, also Asia Kong, to Tomoko Watanabe, and Linus Asuka defeated Alundra Blaze, Kyoko Inui, Saki Hasegawa, and Chaparada Asan in a 4-3 Survivor Series match with Asia Calm being the sole survivor, eliminating the entire team of Alundra Blaze and even Alundra herself. This is the first Women's Survivor Series elimination match since 1987 and the last one until 2008, and also the last women's match at Survivor Series until 1998, and plus Alundra Blaze's final WWE, WWE pay-per-view appearance until WrestleMania 31 in 2015, and her final WWE pay-per-view match until Evolution in 2018. Goldust defeated Bam Bam Bigelow. This is Bam Bam Bigelow's final pay-per-view ever as he left for ECW following the show. The dark side consisted of The Undertaker, Salvia Vega, Henry Godwin, and Fatu defeated the Royals, who was King Mabel, Isaac Yankum, Hunter Hearst Hemsley, and Jerry Lawler in a shutout. The Undertaker scoring all four decisions for the dark side, three by pinfall and one by countout, this is Undertaker's first match since October when he had a broken orbital bone and was forced to wear a white Phantom of the Opera uh, mask. He would have that mask until January of 1996. Shawn Michaels, Ahmed Johnson, the British Bulldog, and Psycho Sid defeated Yokozuna, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, and Dean Douglas 4-1 uh, to one in a Survivor Series match with Johnson, Ahmed Johnson, Bulldog and Shawn Michaels being the survivors of the match. 
This is Ahmed. This is Ahmed Johnson's first Survivor Series uh, appearance. Also, the last Survivor Series appearance of Rachel Ramon as well, and Shawn Michaels' first match match back as well since October of that year. Bret Hart defeated Diesel in a no DQ match to win the WWF title, ending Diesel's 358-day reign, the longest title reign since Hulk Hogan's year-long reign from April 2nd, 1989, to April 1st, 1990. This is Kevin Nash's last Survivor Series appearance until 2011. On this day here in 2000, uh, WWF presented Survivor Series from the Ice Palace in Tampa, Florida. 18,602 were in attendance, with 400,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 448,000 for the 1999 edition. In a pre-show Sunday night heat match, Valvinus defeated Jeff Hardy. Also, this for the regular card itself. I actually got this pay-per-view on tape, believe it or not. I think I still have it. Uh, Steve Blackman, Crash Holly, and Molly Holly defeated TNA and Trish Stratus in a six-person tag. The Radicals, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Eddie Guerrero defeated Billy Gunn, Road Dogg, China, and K. Quick 4-2 in a Survivor Series match. This features the last tag team match appearance of the New Age Outlaws until 2013 and China's last, China's last Survivor Series appearance and R-Truth's first and only Survivor Series appearance until 2008. Also, Kane defeated Chris Jericho. William Regal defeated Hardcore Holly by DQ to retain the European title. The Rock defeated Rikishi. This is Rikishi's first Survivor Series match since 1996 when he was known as the Sultan. Ivory defeated Lita to retain the women's title. Kurt Angle defeated The Undertaker to retain the WWF title. This marks the first time the championship is retained at the Survivor Series since 1992 when Bret Hart retained his title against Shawn Michaels. And the first Survivor Series print of The Undertaker since 1998. And also, as we remember, Kurt Angle's brother, Eric, makes a rare appearance in this match with Undertaker delivering the last ride in which he thought it was Kurt Angle, but Kurt hit him under the ring and Taker did not pin the real Kurt the real Kurt returned from the ring and rolled up Undertaker to retain the title. So we all knew that Karanga would probably cheat to win that match. And remember what happened the last, the next night on Raw after, as a result of that. The Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys defeated Edge and Christian and right the center in a 43 Survivor Series match with Jeff Hardy being the sole survivor. Steve Austin and Triple H fought to a no contest, a no holds barred match. How is that possible? Well, Austin and Triple H fought their way to the outside with Triple H hiring the Radicals to attack Austin. Triple H tried to set up Austin when he tried to escape in a waiting car and attempted to run him over again. But Austin would lift Triple H's car via a forklift and drop it 30 feet upside down with Triple H still inside, presumably to his death. The match was immediately stopped at this point. This is Austin's first Survivor Series match since 1998 and Triple H's last Survivor Series match until 2002, and the, and the first time the two wrestled in a one-on-one -on -one match since October of 1999. On this date here in 2001, WWF began their post-invasion era with Raw from Charlotte, North Carolina, the most memorable evening of the night. Before the show, Mick Foley resigns from his commissioner post. Also in the show's opening segment, Paul Heyman was formally fired by Vince McMahon. This is the last appearance of Paul Heyman on Raw until he returns on March 18, 2002, with Brock Lesnar. Taking Paul's place once again was Jerry Lawler. Lawler had not been on programming since February of that year, uh, when his ex-wife, Stacey Carter, because remember her, the cat, 
was fired from the company with Lawler quitting in protest. Also, Shane and Stephanie were told that their services were no longer required, and both Shane and Stephanie would return to Raw. Shane would return to Raw in a cameo appearance in July of 2002. As for Stephanie, she would return in December of that month. Also, William Regal took the offer and kissed McMahon's backside, keeping his job in the company. And one more moment, McMahon was set to award Kurt Angle the WWF title for the third straight time as the familiar tune of Ric Flair. Woo! Was played since January 25, 1993, and making his return for the first time since January of 93 on Raw, like I said, was inter- of course, was the Nature Boy himself. Turned out Flair was the consortium when the McMahon kids sold their stock. That meant that Ric Flair was sitting on 50% and that he and Vince were officially partners. That turned Vince back into a heel and plus Stone Cold turned back into a face after reclaiming the WWF title belt. But there were also matches on the show where Trish Stratus defeated Lita to retain the women's title. This is the first time the women's title was defended on the show since February of 01. The Dudley Boys defeated RVD in a handicapped tables match. The Rock defeated Kurt Angle to retain the world heavyweight title. The WCW world title was renamed the world title until it was unified a few weeks later with the WWF title. Kane defeated Chris Jericho by DQ. William Regal defeated Taz in just 53 seconds. Also on this date here in 2006, TNA presented Genesis from the Impact Zone Universal Orlando. In a pre-show match, Robert Roode defeated Eric Young, but the match was restarted with Young defeating Roode. The Voodoo Ken Mafia defeated Kazarian, Maverick Matt, and Johnny Devine. The Naturals defeated Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal. Christopher Daniels defeated Chris Saban to retain the X Division title. Ron Killings and Lance Hoyt defeated the Paparazzi. Christian Cage defeated AJ Styles. The LAX defeated America's Most Wanted to retain the NWA World Tag Team titles. Post-match, Jim Cornette nullified the decision and stripped the LAX of the tag team titles. The decision would later be reversed. Abyss defeated Sting to win the NWA World Heavyweight title by, by DQ. Back in 2002, a rule was instituted in TNA that anyone intentionally disqualifies himself uh, drops the title. <clears throat> Sting clotheslined the referee, and the ref called for the bell, leading to Abyss to win in the NWA title. Kurt Angle defeated Samoa Joe by submission. It's the first time Samoa Joe was defeated in a TNA match. Also on this date in 2007, Chris Jericho makes his return to the WWE after a two-year absence on Raw from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. This is, a, this is Jericho's first appearance on Raw since August of 2005 when he lost a loser-leaves-Raw match to John Cena for the WWE title. In his first promo back, he declared that he returned to save us from Randy Orton, that he was coming for the WWE title. Jericho's return is a successful one as he wins the World Heavyweight title from 2008 to 2010, three times, breaking the record of the Intercontinental title as well, and winning the tag team titles with Edge and the Big Show in 2009 until he leaves again in September 2010 after being punted in the skull by Randy Orton. Also on this date here in 2012 on Raw, CM Punk celebrates his 365-day reign as champion, although he wins the title on uh, he wins on November 20th, 2011. He won the title on November 20th, 2011. It features the debut of The Shield as they attack Ryback again. Also on this day in 2017, WWE presents the Survivor Series from the Toyota Center. 
in Houston, Texas, 14,478 were in attendance. Elias defeated Matt Hardy in a pre-show match. This is Matt Hardy's first Survivor Series appearance since 2009. Of course, Enzo Amore defeated Kalisto to WWE Cruiserweight title. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeated Redondo. Huh. The Shield, of course, Ambrose Collins and Rain defeated the New Day, Big E, Kofi, and Xavier in a promotional match. It's the first ever match of the Shield as a team on, on a, a pay per view since June 1st, 2014. Uh, the, the, the team Raw women, uh, of course, Alicia Fox, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Oscar, and Nia Jax. Defeated Team SmackDown, who was Becky Lynch, Naomi, Carmella, Natalia, and Tamina, with Asuka being the sole survivor. Uh, of course, Jester uh, Corbin, uh, the U.S. champion at the time, defeated The Miz, who was the Intercontinental champion at the time, in the champion versus champion match. The SmackDown tag champions at the time, the Usos, defeated Cesaro and Sheamus, who were the Raw tag champions. Charlotte, who was the SmackDown women's champion, Miss Bliss, who was the Raw Women's Champion, by submission. And also Brock Lesnar, who was the Universal Champion at the time, defeated the WWE Champion, AJ Styles. Of course, obviously, of course, I'm saying one of the best matches in 2017, honestly, between the two people. Uh, Team Raw, who was Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Triple H, and Samuel Joe. Defeated Team SmackDown, who was Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, and John Cena. This is Kurt Angle's first Survivor Series match since 2005. Triple H's first Survivor Series match since 2009. And John Cena's first Survivor Series match since 2014. And the first Survivor Series matches for Nakamura, Rude, Samoa Joe, and Finn Balor. Triple H and Strowman were the first Survivors. The Triple H last eliminating Shane McMahon. Uh, of course, John did mention here, of course, that he had a very summer birthday here today, folks. Today would have been the 60th birthday of, of course, Miss Elizabeth. She was best known, of course, for managing Randy Savage from 1985 to 1992. She managed Savage to the Intercontinental title in 86, the WWF title in 1988. She would have, have Hulk Hogan as her. Uh, she he, she would also have she would also match Hulk Hogan when when of course the uh, when the uh, mega powers formed in 1987 a tension formed between Savage and Hogan in 89 Joseph Hogan's lust over Miss Elizabeth leading to a title match between the two at WrestleMania five of course after Savage jumped Elizabeth he gained sensational cheery as after being replaced, Elizabeth's appearances were sporadic when she managed Hulk Hogan and Bruce Beefcake at the 89 SummerSlam as a headline to show between against Zeus and Randy Savage. Elizabeth was also co-host of Wrestling Spotlight with Vince McMahon. Savage remained a heel for many more months and dubbed himself the Macho King after he defeated Jim Duggan for WWF's King of the Ring title. Elizabeth would also manage Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire on April 1st, 1990. The six. Just watch that match today on DVD. That's a great match. In their match against the uh, Savage and uh, Sherry. Elizabeth dis disappeared from TV until return on March 24, 1991, and saved Savage from an attack by Sherry after Savage lost a Lucha Leafs Town match to the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 7. Savage and Elizabeth reunited again with Savage turning into a face once more and proposing marriage to Elizabeth. 
with the two marrying at SummerSlam 1991 in Madison Square Garden, but they were officially married on December 30, 1984 in real life, of course, as a couple. Elizabeth opened a live snake, uh, opened a package as, as a live snake, pop up, fighting her, allowing The Undertaker and Jake Roberts to ruin the ceremony. Roberts and Savage would have a feud on December 3rd, 1991. After Savage defeated Roberts, of course, Roberts led a post-match attack on Savage with Elizabeth ch checking on him, but Roberts slapped her in the face. After the feud with Roberts, Savage moved on with Ric Flair, with Ric Flair claiming that Elizabeth was his at WrestleMania 8. Savage defeated Ric Flair to win his second WWF title on April 5th, 1992. And this will be the last appearance of Miss Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth ever in the WWF. Her final one will be at the UK Rampage on April 19, 1992, when she was in Savage's corner when Savage successfully retained the championship over Shawn Michaels. Later that year, Savage and Elizabeth were divorced, officially splitting up. Savage stayed with the WWF for two more years until leaving on November 7, 1994. His divorce was never recognized in the WWF. Miss Elizabeth would return to wrestling in 1996, managing Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan, but this time she turned the tables on Savage turning heel and joined Ric Flair, becoming the co-manager in the Four Horsemen, along with Woman, of course, as you know, would become Mrs. Chris Benoit. While the NWO invasion was happening in 1996, Randy Savage was a victim of the NWO's attacks, with Elizabeth still caring deeply for Savage. Elizabeth would eventually join the NWO, and Savage would follow her with her in 1997, the two reunited again as they feuded with DDP and Kimberly Page. Uh, the two split up when Savage reminding her that he got over her and didn't need her. On January 4th, 1999, she was all the center of attention on the NWO reunion, claiming that Bill Goldberg was stalking her, and she would then file charges against Goldberg. Elizabeth admitted that she was lying. Hulk Hogan would fill in for Goldberg to take his WCW uh, title match against Kevin Nash. Elizabeth would accompany Lex Luger in the middle part of 1999 through 2000. Elizabeth's final WCW appearance was on May 29, 2000. Her contract expired and she left WCW on August 17, 2000. She was in a relationship with Luger, sadly, before her untimely passing on May 1st, 2003. And here is, of course, some pop culture history and birthdays here from John. On this day in 1805, Lewis and Clark reached the Pacific Ocean. They are the first European-Americans to cross the West. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, let's say 1863, Abraham Lincoln delivers his Gettysburg Address, beginning four score and seven years ago, J.D. scored with a hot chick. No, I'm just picking. <laughs> no, I'm just picking. Yeah. yeah. On this day, 1932, uh, Joe Kershala scores 71 points in a college football game. Very impressive. And Justin might like this. This is, might be one of his favorite little treats. It's one of my favorite little treats. 1965 on this date, Kellogg's Pop-Tarts were created. So they have been around here for 55 years. I'm surprised they're still around here. Oh, I love Yes. And JD's still eating one from all the way back in 1965. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Okay. Yeah, got to have a little fun here, guys. On this day, 1975, Joe Morgan is named National League MVP. 1978, Kale Yarborough wins the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship. 1979 on this day, Nolan Ryan is signed with the Houston Astros. He stays with the Astros until 1988. 
On July 4, 1980, in his tenure with the Astros, he recorded his 3,000th career strikeout. Very impressive, indeed. And his, hit his fifth no-hitter on September 26, 1981 with the, with the Rangers. In 1986, Mike Schmidt wins the National League MVP. Um, 1989, on this date, Rusty Wallace wins the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship. 1990, Barry Bonds wins wins National League MVP. 1991, Cal Ripken wins his second American League MVP. On this day in 2018, the Rams beat the Chiefs 54-51 in Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. It's the third highest scoring game in the history of the NFL. On this date in 2019, LeBron James hits 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists as the L.A. Lakers beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 112-107. to And John is also looking for some uh, celebrity birthdays here, so just bear with us here. Just uh, one second here, folks, here. As I will remind you, of course, here, coming up here, ladies and gentlemen, on Wolfpack 279, we will, of course, be throwing out here, of course, everyone's thoughts and opinions about what happened with both AEW, Dynamite, and NXT from last night. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be, of course, starting our predictions for Survivor Series <clears throat> this Sunday, as well as, of course, give you updates on the Halloween Havoc Championship Tournament Finals, the number one contenders tournament uh, poll, as well as, of course, the match for the Money Inc. Championship between Shaq and Mint. So we'll let you know about those here in just a few moments. Happy 78th birthday to Calvin Klein. I don't know if Justin might be wearing a pair, a pair of Calvin Klein's underwear. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aha, I got you there, buddy. Happy 87th birthday to Larry King. Happy birthday. He hosted the nightly interview TV program from 1985 up until 2010. Very, 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 very unique there indeed. Happy 59th birthday to actress Meg Ryan. Haven't heard too much from her here lately. But happy birthday indeed. Uh, when Harry Met Sally, of course, one of her well-known movies. Uh, I believe Sickless in Seattle. Uh, a movie he she did with Martin Short and Dennis Quaid called Space back in the 80s. Oh, I love um, that movie. I haven't seen that movie in ages. I That's a great movie. I have, I have it on DVD. And, I think I have it somewhere too, but Lord forbid if they ever tried to remake it because I don't think I don't think anyone could. That, that that movie was one of a kind right there. And today would have been the 189th birthday of President James A. Garfield. Now we're not talking about Garfield the cat, we're talking about the human Gar President James A. Garfield. He was president in 1881. Sadly, he was shot on July 2nd, 1881, and eventually succumbed to that. Uh, to to that to that gunshot on September 19th, 1881. A couple of movies were released on this date in 2004. The movie National Treasure, Nicolas Cage, great movie. I saw that. Very good indeed. Very good. Uh, the James Bond movie, The World Is Not Enough, was released in 1999. I think uh, Pierce Brosnan was in that one. Uh, Adams and the movie Adams Family Values was released in 1993 on this date. So. So there you have it there. And John's got your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, here for today. Uh, and before we proceed ahead here, ladies and gentlemen, as I did point out here, of course, here in his introduction, 
Uh, of course, like I said, uh, the soul man here did, of course, uh, I did have to step away off on Revolution uh, for a little while last night. And while I did that, the soul man actually brought up brought up some very unique uh, other pieces of uh, wrestling history here as well. Uh, so let us see if, of course, if, 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 of course, if Justin has anything that we did not already, already that John did not already have up and going. Uh, Justin, what do you, do you have anything to add on to what John has just now told us for today? Yeah, yeah, I got some history. Um, okay, please, please, please. Okay. Um, 20 years ago, 20 years ago today, um, 20 years ago today, uh, Val Venus with right the censor, Edge, Edge and Christian defeated Jeff Hardy with, with uh, Matt, Matt Hardy and Matt Hardy leading the Dudley Boys on a Sunday night heat pre-show to 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 um to 2000 Survivor Series and 10 years ago today Rey Mysterio defeated Alberto De Rio on Friday Night Smackdown the night before Survivor Series 2010 and um mm-hmm. 10 years ago today 10 years two movies came out in theaters Harry, um, Harry Potter and the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part One, and um, the next, I think, uh, uh, next three, the next three days, starring Russell Crowe and Elizabeth Banks. And thirty years ago today, uh, the set, the the Rams defeated. My team, Miami Dolphins, on ABC's Monday Night Football, and the score was score was see what that score was. The score was thirteen to ten. That's it. Okay. Thank you very much, here, Justin, there for your discussion. John did have a couple more to add on to his non to his pop culture history and birthday. So let's go and bring those here to you. On this date in 1998, the United States begins impeachment hearings against Bill Clinton. And of course, he told them, I feel your pain. Okay, I'm <clears throat> sorry. Anyway, in 2004, uh, the, the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons engage in a brawl with five players charged with assault and nine players being suspended for a total of 146 games. The fans were faced ass- were faced assault charges and were banned from attending Pistons home games for life. Ron Artist, Stephen Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal, Ben Wallace, Anthony Johnson, Reggie Miller, Chauncey Billups, Derek Coleman, Eden, Eldon Campbell, and David Harrison were all suspended. Uh, so that was back uh, 16 years ago. So my goodness, my goodness indeed. A uh, couple quick things here before we move on here to, of course, to my, uh, to, of course, and, and John said that's pretty much all he's got. So thank you very much here, John. Uh, it appears, ladies and gentlemen, 31 minutes ago, CNN just posted 
a story here. And if you go to, I think, Facebook's uh, like little uh, news thing that they have, on, if you have like the mobile Facebook app or whatever, or I think they may, it might also be available, of course, on, on Facebook on your computer. I'm not sure. But apparently CNN has just reported you couldn't talk about these lawsuits that Trump has put out about the election. You know, we've been talking about that. Well, listen to this. Listen to this. Judges have tossed all the Republican lawsuits in Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. And they're also saying, according to the Wall Street Journal about an hour ago, that the Associated Press has projected that Joe Biden wins Georgia. So that further now if that doesn't get Trump Trump motivated to go, I don't know what could, in my personal opinion. But there you have it right there. There's some more proof in the prison right there. And I'm sure we'll be hearing from someone here momentarily about about this right here momentarily. But we do, of course, uh, thank you, John and Justin, for bringing you, of course, our pop culture and wrestling history and birthdays here for tonight. And also 411 Mania for providing some uh, some of, uh, some wrestling news and views here for us this evening. 10.09 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Thursday, November 19th, 2020. Episode number 279 of NWO Wolfpack. Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw, alongside, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, as well as the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Of course, after I just announced this, John says, bye-bye, Trump. Don't let the door hit you on the... Don't hit you on the White House on January 20th, 2021 on the way. The door of the White House. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that, John. Not sure that shabby. Now, ladies and gentlemen, now coming up here, I think we do have someone now popping in on the line here. Let's go ahead and bring him in here now. When I, of course, bring this out in the introduction, I'm sure everybody is going to know who I'm talking about. He is a three-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is part, also part of the broadcast team that brings you, of course, Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com, as well as, of course, another part of the broadcast team that brings you Sports Machine every Friday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. He is also a multiple-time title holder in the, in the WWS Trivia Championship Series. And also, of course, he's been – and also um, he shared a little something really, really uh, cute here with us. I'll let him talk more about that here in just a few minutes. Uh, and no, it's not the fact that also he uh, took his uh, he took his love for when he went out wearing a dress in public. But we'll talk about that a little part later on. <laughs> in the meantime, let's go ahead and introduce him here right now. You know him, of course, simply as JD. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, he is of course obviously known as the Iceman, the one and the only Jared D. Girolamo. Uh, JD, welcome, of course, to 279 of Wolfpack. Good to have you here with us. Good to be here. Thank you very much, there, uh, JD. I'm sure you were just sitting here listening to what I've just mentioned in here. Apparently, oh, I've heard the Associated has projected that Biden has won Georgia, and furthermore, the judges have thrown out lawsuits for, from the Republicans in Arizona, Georgia, and also also your home state of Pennsylvania. Let's get your tape before we go into anything else. Please go ahead. I'd like to hear what you guys say. Neater, neater, neater. That's all I can say. You thought you were going to win, the Almighty One. You thought you were going to win. And what happened? Oh, what happened, I must say. 
Let me think. Hmm. Someone tell me what happened. Oh, that's right. To sum it up best, this is what you are right now, however, and all I can say to them. This is how you describe right now uh, the story here. This is how you describe you-know-who right now. That is how you describe him right now. Indeed. And also, before we go any further, J.D., on behalf of everyone here, myself, of course, John, Justin, everyone here at WCWUS, I'm sure a lot of the folks here already know, but I'm going to go ahead and just mention it here anyway. A special congratulations is in order for you and your family on a new arrival. Uh, congratulations there indeed. There, my man. Well, thank you, guys. I mean, she had a good first night here. Uh, she's doing very well as we speak. She's resting with my mom downstairs right now in the living room, but she, she, she's adorable. I can honestly say she's absolutely fantastic, and I appreciate it from all of you guys. She's really cool. We're very glad to have her, and she uh, has made herself right at home, shall we say, and she's enjoying herself, so I appreciate that. We're, we're working with her as we speak, however. It's a work in progress. However, she just turned eight weeks old yesterday, however, so we're very happy. And uh, we're just excited to have her. And uh, definitely, uh, like I said, we're very uh, happy to have her. I do have some other news and notes to report very quickly. Of course, first off, we can tell you the viewership power for last night's show, how our AEW and NXT, mind you, did this. How our AEW, of course, if I can get this going here in just a second. Bear with me here, folks. Okay, here we go. Did 850,000 viewers up from 764,000 from the week before. They finished 7th in the 18.9 demographic of 0.37 in the cable range. They won the night over NXT, which delivered 638,000 viewers and finished 56 with a 0.14 in the 18.9 demographic for the USA Network as well. Meanwhile, we understand Nikki Bella, however, has already, like I said, have discussed about a possible return according to Nikki Bella's husband, Artem. The Dancing with the Stars performance said during an interview with Us Magazine that the two have been, quote, having talks about a return to the ring. Artem said the following, however. She's been having talks about coming back and doing something together with Bree. They both have kids, and I feel like they still have this undisclosed chapter of thrusting. I would not be surprised, however. In fact, it's not clear if yeah. Artem means that the two have been simply discussing how they marry between each other or if they've had official talks with the company about return. Either way, the dancer says he would be all for it. He went on to say, I'd love to be sharing a farm and sitting with Mateo in my lap. Power like, go, Mommy, go. Meanwhile, how in other news, however, we understand how the latest edition of the NXT injury report is online with Matt Camp giving reports. Io Shirai was not medically cleared after the match due to her having a sore neck and whiplash. However, however, Rhea Ripley had multiple contusions and abrasions on both ears stemming from her match with Io, which saw her five earrings get ripped off. Pieces of skin needed to be taken from her ear in order to make her, quote, ear look normal again. Meanwhile, Arturo Ruiz is set to undergo an MRI after he suffered a right bicep injury in his matchup against Kushida. We do understand, however, mind you, however... Uh, let's see here, uh, where is it? I did hear something about that, however. Referring to Ruiz, however, if you will, however. 
And we also can report a few other things. Fightful Select Tara has a backstage rumor on a match that was apparently planned to air on last week's episode of Friday Night SmackDown, but was scrapped at the last minute. Per the report, WWE had planned to have a qualifying match that would see Big E join Team SmackDown at Survivor Series. And that could be announced tomorrow night. However, the match was ultimately pulled from the Fox Network broadcast for November 13 due to time constraints. Creative te- the creative team, however, had reportedly, uh, like I said, however, planned to end Big E to the SmackDown team for the Survivor Series match some weeks ago. Additionally, a lot of decisions who would fill in for the team, so the team versus Team SmackDown elimination matches were reportedly set weeks before Sunday's event. If this is the case, there's still time for Big E to win a qualifying match for this week's upcoming episode, if you will. Meanwhile, however, it is now 16-14 Seattle, however, in the early part of the third quarter, however, Russell Wilson is 14-17 with 125 passing and two touchdowns, Kyler Murray 17-24 for a buck 48, however. Meanwhile, earlier today it was reported, however, that Clay Thompson, however, will have season-ending surgery, however, and as a result suffered a tear to his right Achilles. He will have surgery, we understand, however, tomorrow morning, we understand, and of course he will be back next year as he will be out all of this year. So for the second time less than a year, however, that is what we got going on there. And of course the other big story, mind you, there has been talk, however, if you will, if you did not hear, however, mind you, however, uh real quick, however, we understand that Thunderdome, however, has already said that they will be hosting WWE however beginning December eleventh, however, at Tropicana Field, however, in Tampa. There's no word, however, it looks like they're going to have all events be held there, however, including the Royal Rumble, TLC, however, and possibly also maybe the Elimination Chamber, if you will. So that is what we got going on right now. Okay, some of those I did already report, yeah, including, of course, the thing about the Bellas, and also, of course, uh, the injury report for NXT. And the Tropicana thing, I did actually read that as well. And I you know what? I'll be back with my. I already gave you my AW report, so I'll be back with my NXT report in a few minutes. I gotta make a phone call real quick. I will be back in a few. Okay, thank you very much, there, of course, JD. Of course, of course, I will reiterate, ladies and gentlemen, that the Thunderdome is going to be relocated to uh, to Tampa starting next month, and we'll be there until March. Of course, when the Tampa Bay Rays go back to, of course, playing baseball. We, of course, hope by that time that things will be, of course, back to normal. I'm sure John and, John and Justin can give us a good amen on that as well. Uh, <clears throat> so, we hope so. So, that's all That's all really we got to say here, of course, here at this point here in time. Uh, of course, J.D., as J.D. did mention, he did give his, up, he did give his thoughts about AEW last night. Uh, he will be back here momentarily with an NXT report here. Uh, uh, so, uh, and John's saying that he's wondering if fans like AEW will be there at the stadium. Hmm. I don't, I don't know, John. Uh, they did not specify, although according to the story that I read about the thunder, about the Thunderdome relocating, they are still taking, of course, safety precautions. Of course, they said no one's going. Really, they said right now no one's going to be in attendance except authorized personnel. But you know, with this whole thing going on here with the pandemic, you know anything is possible. Anything could change. Um, and of course, I hope it does. I hope to see, of course, actual fans watching it instead of, of course, of uh, of um, 
of just fans of looking at fans, of course, through, of course, uh, uh, virtual screens. I mean, but you know, apparently it seems it seems that's one thing WWE is doing in order to keep itself, of course, afloat. So I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what all happens with that. But that's a, but that's a real good point there, John. In the meantime, here, uh, John, uh, if you can, sir, if you have anything you any thoughts that you have on both shows from last night, please feel free to go ahead and post. I will read them, of course, on the air. Uh, Justin, while we wait to see what John has to say, uh, any anything you would like to carry over as far as, of course, um, uh, as far as both AEW and NXT are concerned. Yeah, um, AEW, um, you know, Britt Baker made a big mistake pissing off, um, Thunder Rosa. She's a fiery Latina. I hope the Rosa takes her down. And, um, AEW, I believe, um, that, um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez are just sore losers. And uh, I, I can't wait until Shashi Blackheart, Blackheart's, Blackheart um, um, takes um, Candice Lurie down at um, right. NXT War Games on December 6th. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Okay. Uh, gotta gotta also ask you, Justin. While I'm thinking about it, talking about NXT, your thoughts about the confrontation between Pat McAfee and his gang and the Undisputed Era leading up to the match for that for War Games? Pat McAfee, he's a he's a um he needs to uh. I think he um he's a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Certainly. Okay. Okay. Um your opinion, do you think that's gonna be the highlight of the whole night? Is that match between the Undisputed Era and uh and uh whatever Pat McAfee's group is called? Um, I'm not sure what they what they're calling themselves, but uh, I'm I'm go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with um um, I hope that I'm gonna go with undisputed era in this um group, unknown what Pat and Happy has. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll just have to wait and see what all happens here. Um, uh, but some good, good, good words there indeed, there, Justin. Yeah, thank you very much there indeed. Uh, like I said, in the meantime, here let's see. John's got some stuff up. Let's go ahead and read what he says right here. Says, of course, NXT and AEW were both good. Of course, first off, he extends his congratulations to, of course, John Moxley and Renee Paquette. Of course, we all remember her as Renee Young. Of course, all three original members of the of the trio known as the Shield, of course, having a child together. Of course, that is obviously Roman Reigns already ha- already had has a, a daughter. Um, of course, Seth Rollins is getting ready to become a father here next month. And now, of course, John Moxley announcing that he and Renee are going to have a child together. So, uh, so congrats there on that part. Of course, uh, of course, moving on to NXT, 
Uh, John says for this was it was a good ma match for the women's title uh, between Io and uh, Rhea. Pretty good match. Finn Balor has returned, but he didn't come out alone. He brought in the Undisputed Era with him. So it looks like we have two, two matches set for War Games. Candice LeRae's team versus Shotzi Blackheart's team. And, of course, Undisputed Era versus the Kings of NXT. That's what they're calling themselves. How corny can you get? I thought Roman Reigns calling himself the Tribal Chief was corny, but that's ten, that's, that's, that's ten times more. That's cornier than, than even what Roman Reigns is doing. Uh, guys, let me, let, let me ask your opinion about something that I also read here as well. I cannot confirm it yet. Um, and I don't know if you've seen this floating around the wrestling news scene or not. They've been hyping up, of course, this Sunday Survivor Series as being the farewell of The Undertaker. That's been talked about. He, he debuted 30 years ago. He'll be on Sunday. They'll be officially 30 years. But here's the thing. They're now saying that apparently this, and I think I posted on the Revolution Radio Facebook page, uh, that apparently um, that might not be his farewell. I don't know what the I don't know what what this is what this is what this is all about. But but as I but as I said uh, as as I said I mean there the story I think was on the, I think wwfoldschool.com. Um. And like I said, I posted it on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. Um, I did also ask for everyone's thoughts and opinions about it. So if anybody wants to comment on it, just go to just go to the Revolution Radio page and um, and read it for yourself and give your own personal thoughts and opinions on it. There. I mean, I would think that you know Undertaker would would ultimately decide. Okay. You know he is still he is still one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He has proved that time and time again. There's no doubt about it. But a lot of people have been saying, with all respect, and of course, John, I know you are a huge Undertaker fan. I am too. I'm, I've always been a fan of the Undertaker as well. But I mean, some people say that you know he 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 has proven he don't need to prove himself anymore. The man can still do it. I mean, there's no question. But, you know, I mean, he, his, his spirit can still do it, I'm sure. But the body does have, unfortunately, have limitations. And I would hate to see Undertaker end up in a what they used to call a vegetative state and all that stuff. I hope and pray, though, of course, that is what WWE claims and what they're saying. That it is, of course, obviously his his farewell. But could he have it? Could he do another match after this? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I would I would have thought that you know if this pandemic hadn't happened and all that, and it, and they didn't push the class of 2020 Hall of Fame to next year, I would have seen. I would love more than likely to see The Undertaker go into Hall of Fame. He is long overdue. Been in the business 30 years, probably longer than that. 
you know, wrestling out even before coming and well known in WWE. He was in other places, including WCW and WCCW and other places as well. I mean, he has he has proven time and again. You know, he can hang, he can hang with the best of them. I've not doubted the man's abilities, but I mean, but like I said, the question is, is 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 it what WWE says it is? Is it is it is is it indeed his farewell? Or, like I said, you know, or does he have another? Does he have? Does he want to have at least one more before he officially steps down? I mean, we've often said, you know, you know, wrestlers been in the business a long time, and you know, they say, I'm sure they have all said that if the body can take it very can take it. Then they would go. They would go. They would go ten tenfold, you know, and be able to con compete forever in a day until their dying breath. But a lot of pe lot of people have said many many times that rather than you know go out because and not be able to wrestle anymore because they want they want to get injured and say that's the reason why they decided to leave. They wanted to leave on good terms. Like the story I just read about with Nidia, for example, that's why she got out of it. Because when she wanted to wait until a contract expired, she wanted to do the right thing. This was back 16 years ago. And she said she has no, did not have any more desire to go back and do anything involving uh, wrestling ever again. But, you know, she wanted to get out before, you know, she had, she, she suffered a lot of serious injury here and there. But, but who's to say, like I said, you know, well, ladies and gentlemen, just read that story, like I said, that, that, I, that we posted on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. And from, you can formulate your own thoughts and opinions about it. I mean, truthfully, I think WWE is still, is still trying to stick with the thing of saying that, you know, the Undertaker is going to have his farewell this Sunday. But like I said, there's also that possibility that, it, that something could happen and it could and he and he could decide to possibly go at it, maybe have one or two more matches before deciding to hang it up. But of course, obviously, he's thinking about his wife. Of course, you know Michelle McCool, and also thinking about his kids. So I mean, we'll have to wait and see what all happens here with that there as well. But he, but no doubt, no doubt, I'm sure John would definitely agree with this. He is one of the greatest superstars of all time. There's no question. There's no doubt about it. And he is long overdue. For an opportunity to become a WWE Hall of Famer, I mean, he he should be in the upper echelon with guys like Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Bret Hart. He should be up there. He deserves that spot. He's earned it. He has been in the business as long as some of these other guys, but let me tell you something. He's earned his stripes. There's no question about it. But we'll have to wait and see what happens on Sunday. That's all we gotta say, really. Between now and Sunday, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. 10.31 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen, on Thursday, November 19, 2020, episode 279 of NWO Wolfpack, of course, 1605-562-0444, caller ID 138-521-POUND. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, tonight with you, along with the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Hopefully, we'll get the Iceman, Jared D-Drama, back on the line here. I think he had to, he had to make a quick phone call. He should be back momentarily. 
I think he was actually calling his, uh, I think he was calling his pimp. I don't know. But, I mean, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, we're just joking. Anyway, but uh, he'll be, should be back on here just a few minutes to get his thoughts about, to get his thoughts about, uh, of course, what happened with NXT, of course, last night. Coming up tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, we have, of course, a big time night here, of course, a big time, a big time talk here, of course, starting tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock with WWS Sports Machine. Of course, be sure to join. Be sure to join, of course, uh, uh, Justin, uh, Shaq, and JD. Of course, they talk about the latest sports story for more. 944 pounds. Talk to them, of course, about there at four o'clock. And also, ladies and gentlemen, episode 914 of WWS Revolution at 9 o'clock. <clears throat> News and views, history and birthdays. We'll talk about what's what's going on, what, uh, of course, any results we have, of course, coming up here for tomorrow's edition of SmackDown. Plus, also, we hope to, of course, have uh, some more predictions in for this Sunday Survivor Series. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we will finally announce who has won the NXT US Halloween Havoc Championship, who has won the number one contendership and the first man to, to, to face the new champion. And also, of course, who is the winner of the Money Inc. Championship rematch between Shaq and Mitt. We'll let you know about all that, of course, coming up here tomorrow night on episode 914 of Revolution 138055 pound. I do see that the Iceman, Jared DiGiramo, has has come back here on the line. I think he was I think he was actually putting on his nightgown. <coughs> I mean uh, there anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh oh pardon me. I don't want pardon me. Don't make me think that JD. You know, come on. Okay. <laughs> anyway, here he's he back here with us here, of course. Here. Hey, 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 they're not mine, pal. Hey, hey, you had a birthday. You're the one who brought it up, not me. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, now, let's see, let's get – we got, of course, uh, J.D., we did get, of course, Justin's and John's thoughts on both shows last night. I mean, tonight, from last night. But, of course, we got your thoughts about AEW. Let's, now let's get your thoughts well, about Well, I already told course, you what I thought of AEW uh, last NXT. night, so there you go. But I will say NXT was That's a good show. Uh, like I said, we saw a really good show on NXT. Uh, Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley, great match. Unbelievable. I mean, Leon Ross and Gargano wasn't too bad. I mean, of course, we saw Johnny continue to whine and pitch and piss and moan and complain. Uh, but Finn Balor is going up with the era Howard against uh, Pete Dunne um, and his uh, entourage of Pat McAfee, Oni Lorcan, Danny Burch. That is going to be really a hellacious war game, to say the least. I mean, it's shaping up to be very interesting, if you will. We're going to see what happens. Obviously, with Shotzi Blackheart and her team, who she gets in, like Rhea Ripley, possibly maybe a couple other big names. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, it's going to be interesting. There's no doubt about it. So we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on that, however. But, uh, yeah, I'll have a lot more to say about that tomorrow night. But I will say those are just some of the highlights that stood out for me last night. But I am ready to make my predictions right now and let them stick, shall we? Okay. Well, let me ask, let's go ahead and let's ask, uh, now, of course, gentlemen, I will, of course, ask you here before uh, before we start up here. Uh, first of all, let me ask John and Justin, uh, do, you, do you two want to also do your predictions as well alongside JD for Survivor Series tonight? Yes. John, let me ask you. <laughs> will you stop? <laughs> okay. John is going to actually do his tomorrow. Justin, do you want to do yours tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow. 
Okay, so JD, you seems you're going to be okay. So because John is actually, I think, getting ready to leave, so he'll probably he'll call in. Um, he'll call in, of course, tomorrow night on 914 and Revolution to get his predictions. He's going to go ahead and head off for the night, but we do thank him for coming on here this evening as well. I think John is, is actually going to go uh, meet up with a hot chick somewhere. I don't know the name, so that's my wife, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, of course, like I said, J.D. will get Phil said on whether or not how, how hot that chick was for John. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. They don't make any complex sense at all. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, all right, JD. Seems that so far you're the only one that's going to be that's going to be taking care of this, and we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and not waste any time. Let's go ahead and get right to the action. Of course, we still have six matches officially lined up here for the mat for the for the event. Uh, and I, like I said, what we're going to do, I'm not going to do anything extra here with this because I know we still have some spots here that have not been filled. And I'm sure we'll probably fill some of these tomorrow night on uh, we'll fill these tomorrow night on SmackDown. So in the meantime, so we're just going to handle it just like in this fashion right here. Now, JD, of course, I will also emphasize this one more time that whatever you tell us on the show tonight, you must make sure if you have done any of your voting on the pay-per-view prediction center page, you have to make sure that they match up and not put anything different. Okay, so just remember what you say on this show. That way, if you haven't done it on the page. So I need you to do that there, too. Okay, here we go. Let's go ahead and do this first. First match we'll talk about is the men's Survivor Series elimination match. That's Team Raw, represented by AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Seamus Braun, Strowman, and uh, I'm just going to say Matt Riddle. I know they're calling him Riddle, but I'm going to say Matt Riddle. Versus Team SmackDown, who's, of course, represented by KO, Jey Uso, uh, Court Jester Corbin, Seth Rollins, and another person to be announced. JD, your thoughts on now? On I've heard that fifth. Now I've heard that fifth person could be, could be. Even though, however, like I said, however, it's going to be possibly maybe Big E Langston. We've heard Big E, however, if you will. But we're going to see what happens. Okay. That's okay. what I have heard. But as far e. Langston. Okay, but as to who will win between Raw, Team Raw, or Team SmackDown for this, who do you think? Basically, as it sounds, I'm going to take, uh, believe it or not, however, I'm going to go out on them. I'm going to say Team SmackDown. As much as I hate Coxstein, Corbin, and company, how I think Big E Langston will be the sole proprietor and the sole winner when it's all said and done, and we're going to see him come out. As no, the- wait, you know what? I'll do it now. Just, okay, just, Justin, says, Justin said he's going to. Yeah, hold on, let me, let me, hold on, let me, let me, hold on, let me get it prepped in, hold on, uh, hang on a second, okay, Justin, remember what I just told JD, if you've done your voting on the, on the page, make sure it matches up with what you tell me here on the show tonight, so that way we won't have any confusion, so, all right, Justin, uh, your thoughts on this match? Uh, team, uh, I, I think it's gonna, um, I think this will turn, I, don't, I think this is gonna, this is gonna turn out good, but I'm gonna go with Team SmackDown. We're gonna go with Team SmackDown as well, okay. All right, next matchup, the women's Survivor Series elimination match, Team Raw represented by the, the current women's tag team champions, Nia Jackson, and Baszler. Also, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce 
taking on Team SmackDown right now. So far, we know Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan, and two other people have yet to be announced, which, of course, will be announced, of course, tomorrow night. Uh, J.D., your thoughts about the women's Survivor Series match? Yeah, this one's going to be interesting to watch, however, because you got Lacey, of course, lackluster Lacey Evans, the sassy southern skank slut, scumbag, if you will, and, of course, pissant Peyton Penguin, uh, pompous Peyton Royce, however, Mrs. Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger, whatever you want to call her, uh, trying to score a perfect 10, and, of course, she wishes she could score a perfect 10. Uh, but, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I think SmackDown's women are going to win, however. I think if Tony, as much as I hate, the only two people that are probably going to fill that spot, as much as I hate to say it, obviously, of course, is the conniving clown herself, uh, Charlotte Flair 2.0, uh, Mella, Mrs. Corey Graves, however, who obviously probably rubbed and tugged management's balls enough, however, along with Corey Graves, however, probably tugging at the bucktooth old beaver, Kevin Dunn's balls, and the kid, the old douchebag, and, of course, Bruce, I love you, boring-ass Pritchard if you will, and of course, uh, Boily, if you will, a.k.a. Karen, which just, hey, we have to see the grandma back again. So, obviously, you say, but you say Team SmackDown will pull it off for the women. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Justin, Team Raw, or Team SmackDown in the women's? Team SmackDown. Okay, going for Team SmackDown here. Okay, all right. Next match up here, of course, J.D., I'll start with you on this. As the United States champion, Bobby Lashley, takes on the Intercontinental champion, Sami Zayn. Your thoughts about this, J.D.? This should be on the pre-show. I think Sami should just get the hell out of the Thunderdome while he can. Uh, it's going to be ugly. This is not going to last very long. Huh? So, Sami, get ready to be sucking uh, soup through a straw, basically having turkey uh, fed to you. Uh, in the hospital or anything else for that matter, because you're going to be healing up for quite a while after Bobby just totally brutalizes you. Obviously, you're going with Lashley in this, okay? All right, uh, Justin, Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Hey, I like both men, and um, and even though I, I'm not a fan of uh Bobby uh Bobby Lashley, but I'm going to go with. Him to win. Yeah, gonna go with Lashley, okay? All right. All right. Next up here, of course, Raw's tag team champions, the New Day, Kofi and Xavier, versus SmackDown's tag team champions, uh, Dawkins and Ford, of course, the Street Profits. JD, your thoughts here. What's this one? The New Day versus the Street Profits. Again, another lackluster match. I'm not really entertained by this one, but you know what? However, the New Day have gone on my skin time and time again, over and over again. We are tired of seeing these jokers all the time, no pun intended. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm seeing the Street Profits here. Okay. All right. Uh, Justin, the New Day versus the Street Profits. Street Profits. Okay, going to go to Street Profits here. Okay. Next up here, the uh, Raw Women's Champion Asuka versus the SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks. J.D., your thoughts here? Yeah, again, this has been a few that's been going on for far too long this year. I mean, the Empress has her uh, moments. Don't get me wrong. Sasha's definitely changed her attitude a little bit since leaving Boily. But is this going to be a factor? It could be. It could be. 
But you know what? I'm going to go out on limb. I'm going to say Oscar pulls off an upset here. Okay. All right. Justin, Oscar versus Sasha Banks. Oscar. Okay. All right. All right. And the last one we have right now, unless, of course, they add any more, which, of course, more forbid if they do. Uh, the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, versus the Universal champion, the Tribal Clown, as I'm going to start calling him right now, Roman Reigns. J.D., your thoughts here. You're right. He is the clown, but you know, as much as we hate the clown, however, he's also got that little pompous, arrogant, little pissing penguin, Paul Heyman, with him. Uh, this is going to be interesting to watch, because there's already been talk about this. they got a plan as far as what they're going to do with this match. The question is, what are they going to do? We really don't know. Only time will tell. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Drew wins this one. Okay. All right. And, of course, the Tribal Clown will be accompanied by, J.D. says, his Punch Clown, Paul Heyman. <laughs> the Penguin. Pinch, the Penguin. Yes. Piss and pompous, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Yeah. But also a Punch Clown, too, because Roman uses Yeah, that, too. Yes, that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. I'm going to go with uh, Drew McIntyre, but I better watch out for Miz. I better watch out for Miz if Drew, uh, if if he if he catches in on Drew Sunday. Yeah, it'll be 10 years to the day. It'll be 10 years to the day. That's very true. Yeah, very good point. Okay. Well, let me ask, let me ask this yeah, like personal you question here. Based upon I'm sorry, then, it's like he did the work point, and then you can... Right, but let me let me let me mention this here. Let me ask this question, poses just as a side note here. JD, your personal opinion: Does Miz cash in on Sunday? I think he's going to. For some reason, something's telling me because you think about it. However, I mean, they want to do something. However, with him. However, the question is, however, what is it going to be? However, but yeah, I do think we're going to see it happen. Okay. Justin, does the Miz cash in cash in on uh, on Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does? And let me ask you this. Let me ask these let me let me ask these two to add it all just to make this a little bit sweeter. Okay? And JD, I'll start with you on both these questions and Justin, I'll ask you the same too. Okay, both of y'all are saying that there's a good possibility that the Miz may cash in, cash in on Sunday. The question is, number one, who does he cash it on? And number two, does he win it? JD, I'll ask you first. Who does he cash it on? And what's the second one? Does he win it? I think he's going to try going after Drew, and I'll tell you right now, I don't think he's going to win it. Okay. All right. Justin, same two questions. I think I think um maybe Miz will fail. Okay, but who do you think he'll cash it on? Drew or Robin Reigns? Drew because um Cause he's, cause um, Miz is on SmackDown. I mean, Miz is on Raw. 
Yeah, but could he cash it in on either one, though, JD? I mean, your opinion? Could he cash it in on either one of them? Sorry about that. I'm back, guys. Yeah, let me ask you, let me ask you this, JD. Can the Miz cash in on either champion? I believe, yes, he can. I'm not mistaken. I believe so, yes. But he better watch what he does, however. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah, you know what? It'll make all right, so if, he, if he cashes if he cashes in on on Roman Reigns, then the the WWE might do this little stupid little wire card crap. Well, that's true too. That that, that is true as well, there, guys. Thank you very much, there, gentlemen. And of course, like I said, we'll, we'll we will of course, like I said, I will be of course updating the. Uh, our, uh, our prediction title challenge uh, lineup here. Of course, uh, sifting through, of course, all the matches for Survivor Series and see who has also voted as well. And I will read some of those, of course, on the air tomorrow night, of course, on 9-14 of Revolution. Uh, speaking, uh, speaking of which, let us now go to the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page to, of course, get you an update, ladies and gentlemen, on, of course, on the three matches that we are, on the three polls that we, of course, are... Uh, Going to hopefully reveal the winner for, uh, of course, tomorrow on on Revolution. Let's give you if we have, if we have any, of course, updates here as well. Uh, first off, the Halloween Havoc Championship, of course, we will announce the winner, of course, that tomorrow night. <clears throat> the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, taking on Jordan Stolfus. And as of right now, John is still leading, eight votes to seven. So it is very, very close. And it's getting down to the wire here, big time here, guys. Uh, also here, the rematch for the uh, Money Inc. Championship. Shaq and Mitt are right now tied still at five votes apiece. So, like I said, this could go either way here. Of course, like I said, if you haven't, if folks, if you haven't voted for this particular match, it is on the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page. Uh, Shaq, of course, is defending the belt against the former champion Mitt. Uh, like I said, five votes for Shaq right now and five votes for Mitt currently. But who will, of course, come up will come up on top of this? We'll let you know here, of course, here, coming up here very soon. And the number one contenders tournament here, guys. Uh, <clears throat> right now, Jordan Stoffers is leading that with four votes. Also, Big Diesel Gregory Kramer is still not too far behind with three votes. And also, of course, John Alayla Peter. And also, Kevin O'Sullivan have one vote each. Everybody else, of course, involved in the number one contenders tournament for the Halloween Havoc title still has not received any votes at all whatsoever. But, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, anything is possible. Anything could change here between now and tomorrow night. So we will definitely, of course, keep you informed about this and let you know here if there are any changes to this, of course, between now and before 9 o'clock tomorrow night on 914 of revolution but right now gregory kramer like i said is not that far off from jordan stoplis so uh so like i said anything is possible so we'll definitely keep you informed of that here as well as for of course the voting for survivor series let me go ahead and let you know what we have currently now the men's survivor series matter six people have voted for smackdown two people have voted for raw lashley versus Sami Zayn. Seven people have voted for Bobby Lashley. Nobody has voted for Sami Zayn. Of course, I'm not surprised about that. 
The Street Profits versus New Day. Four people have said the Street Profits. Three people have said the New Day. The Women's Champion versus Champion match. Five votes for Asuka. Three votes for Sasha Banks. And, of course, the match here, uh, the match between Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. Seven votes for Drew. Two votes for Roman Reigns. And the Women's Survivor Series match. Once again, seven votes for SmackDown and two votes for uh, Raw. And also, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not voted yet, of course, as we said, if you're not certain of the uh, of who was in each uh, who was in each match, um, keep in mind that I have the link to the Wikipedia page for for this year's Survivor Series posted on the Pay Per View Prediction Center page. If you wish to, of course, check that out here as well. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as we said, eight minutes to 11 o'clock here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I mean, I'll go to Justin and JD and see if they might have any inkling at all as to what can we expect from tomorrow's edition of Sports Machine. Well, we will look back at the NBA draft, of course. We will talk about the Masters. We will give you a preview of the high school, college, and pro games this week. We might have a little bit of, uh, like I said, some baseball free agency news to report too, however, as the NBA also will be starting free agency very, very soon. And right now we will definitely let you all know about that, let's just say. And speaking of uh, legends, however, we did hear that tonight, apparently, more than likely, however, like I said, however, apparently Coach Lou Holtz has been diagnosed with COVID-19, according to reports tonight. But uh, okay. we will talk more also, about the Thursday night game. Sorry. But we will also give you our Survivor Series predictions. So definitely check us out, 944-1585, coming up tomorrow. It promises to be a very entertaining show. Um, also, I will go ahead and point this out here. Um, I don't know if, if, the, if, if this is going to be confirmed or not. It's being, it's being thrown out on a couple of uh, celebrity websites. And I don't know if J.D., you or Justin have heard about this. But apparently they're saying Bobby Brown's son has passed away. That is very true, yes. Unfortunately, 28 years old. Yeah, I heard that, too. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, also, and, and, J.D., I'm sure this is a moment you might remember. John did bring it up in the pop culture history and birthdays here tonight. On this date, 16 years ago in 2004, uh, there was a brawl, of course, between the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons. With five players being charged with assault and nine players being suspended for a total of 146 games, the fans were faced with assault charges and were banned from attending Pistons home games for life. But Ron, Ron Artest, Stephen Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal, Ben Wallace, Anthony Johnson, Reggie Miller, Chauncey Billups, Derek Coleman, Eldon Campbell, and David Harrison were all suspended. Yeah, Metal World Peace, remember I remember that. that. Fight FBS, Fight Night at the Palace, I remember that very, very well. Like I said, we saw what happened, and of course, that was a very intense night, as we all know. Uh, so, on that note, I am going to get rolling here, unfortunately, however, as much as I want to stay. But I will be back tomorrow night, however, hopefully for a little bit, however, so I will let you know what will all be happening. So, until tomorrow afternoon at the machine, have a good night, everyone, and I will see you soon. All right, J.D., thank you very much, sir, sir for joining us here tonight. All right, J.D. Uh, okay. All right. And apparently we have we have a someone someone just sent an, an 
an impromptu message. This is being labeled as guest number eight. Apparently, uh, mentioning something about Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, I don't know who this is, but uh, I'm just, I'm going to bite my tongue here and say this. Uh, and Justin, you can take this with a grain of salt there too. I don't know who this could be. But apparently, this person seems to be a fan of Shotzi Blackheart. And actually, he actually, this person is saying that she has great boobs. Uh, yeah, oh, that's true. Um, well, okay, I mean, I have no idea who this could be that said this, but uh, but we do, but thank you, of course, to the our anonymous uh guest here tonight. We thank you for your. Thoughts about that here? I mean, I'm, all the female comparators, in my personal opinion, have some. Yeah, but I'll just go leave it at that. Uh, <clears throat> of course, all, also, also, Justin goes and picks his his water. It, it, I should pick up some melons once in a while here too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Justin, anything else you wish to add before we close up shop here for the night? Um, I hope that my mom comes um comes back home for the holidays safely this weekend for Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, any not to get too personal, with all respect, uh, has there been any 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 concerns about your about your mom, just? Oh no. Um, oh, um I hope I just want her to come come back home safely because she was she was on on trip. She's on a trip to um she's on vacation to um, oh. she was on a trip. Okay. I see. Okay. Well okay, one okay, X okay, absolutely. Well we'll definitely be saying the prayer that that will of course take place. Uh, before we go here, Justin, I'm going to also, of course, check out check out with our um, automated WCWS Weather Center, of course, otherwise known as the Amazon Echo Dot, to give it a seven-day forecast from my neck of the woods as well as yours. I would have actually done it for JD, but JD did leave us, of course, right before I had a chance to to mention his. But we'll just I was doing it for me and for you here tonight, as I do mention the following comment, Alexa. Seven-day weather forecast for Trinity, North Carolina. In Trinity, for the next seven days, it should alternate between sunshine and clouds. With sunshine on Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Daytime highs will range between 54 and 68 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Saturday. Seven-day weather forecast for Indianapolis, Indiana. In Indianapolis, Indiana, for the next seven days. It should alternate between clouds and showers, with showers on Saturday, Sunday, and Wednesday. Daytime highs will range between 46 and 59 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Friday. Thank you. You're welcome. Justin, do you agree with that assessment of the forecast? I do. Okay. Uh, getting very unique there. Definitely, like I said, if you don't have one of these Amazon Echo, Dot, Echo Dots, ladies and gentlemen, definitely get one here today. Of course, it will let you know, of course, 
Uh, if you've ordered, send it up on Amazon. It will let you know the status of the order. It will let you know, of course, the current news, current weather. Also, um, <clears throat> also of course, like I say, it will play music. It will do a whole lot of great little things. I'm sure you get one here today. That's the Amazon Echo Dock. Uh, and also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, also, of course, while while we were, of course, on talking here tonight, I did enjoy, of course, of a drink. I did bring up, of course, here on Revolution last night, as we have another ah moment, of course, here on Wolfpack here tonight, being brought to you tonight by once again by Mountain Dew Code Red. Uh, of course, the great taste of Mountain Dew, of course, the cherry flavor, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, def definitely guaranteed, of course, to put out any five alarm fire that you have. But if you have happen to have one, of course, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to, of course. Signal code red, and one will be shot right there to you, right there. And of course, in the twelve out, in the twelve pack, in the uh, twelve pack, what they call the fridge pack of twelve cans. Also, a twenty ounce drink, as well as a two liter drink here. Be sure to, of course, grab a bottle here today. Tell them Mr. WWS sent you and said that, and tell them that also Mr. WWS said it was code red delicious. Okay. <clears throat> If I get a truckload of Code Red in my house, I'm going to send some to everybody. <laughs> there you go. Okay. On that note here, folks, I do want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us here tonight for episode 279 of NWO Wolfpack here. I definitely want to thank the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and also, of course, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. And of course, I will give kudos to Justin here for, once again, another very successful uh, uh, addition to our history and birthdays here tonight, Justin. Well done tonight, Derek. Again, very nice indeed. Uh, be sure, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, to join us tomorrow night for well, tomorrow afternoon at four for WWS Sports Machine 9441585 pound, and also at nine o'clock for episode 914 of Revolution, where, of course, in addition to our results from SmackDown and your news and views and history and birthdays, we will, of course, give you, of course, the updates here on the uh the official winner of the Halloween Havoc Championship Tournament and also the, the, the official number one contender for that tournament, as well as, of course, the winner of the rematch for the Money Inc. Championship between Shaq and Mitt, plus some other fun stuff will, will be taking place here as well. More predictions for Survivor Series as well, so we'll definitely be bringing that here to you here as well, indeed. Be sure to also check out all of our other pages here in WCWS, including, of course, uh, as we said, Entertainment Cavalcade, Sports Roundup, Game Show Alley, uh, Movie Channel, uh, Location of Animation, Motor Week Retro Review, Cards of the Past, of course, Power Rangers Protecting the Power. Also, of course, um, our tribute groups to, of course, Don Rickles and Johnny Carson, as well as Whose Lines in Anyway. Also, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Video Vault, where, of course, we have a lot more great wrestling matches and moments including a very unique match here. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. I think it was from 1992, I think. It was between Bret Hart and The Undertaker, I believe it was. I'm not sure when it was. It was, of course, prior to Monday Night Raw, because Raw didn't start until 93. So I think it was around 92 or something. But it's in the video vault if you want to definitely check that out. Also, women of WCWS, of course, we got all the great ladies and ladies matches on there for all of our female wrestling fans if you want to check that out here as well. Of course, check out all of our wrestling tribute groups, including OVWUS, ROHUS, 
uh, NWA US, WCCWUS, ECWUS, um, so and so on. And of course, both of our Impact US pages, where of course we, as as we mentioned last night, we did post the full show for Turning Point 2020. If you want to check that out here as well. Also check out Justin's favorite page called A Gaseous Affair, where of course you have to have a clothespin in order to watch that, that that watch stuff in that group. But of course we'll just leave it there with that. <laughs> so uh, but you'll definitely of course you'll definitely get a kick out of all that there indeed. Uh, so <clears throat> remember of course ladies and gentlemen, Wolfpack episode two seventy nine is a broadcast of the WTWS radio network right here of course on talkshoe.com where we are of course Five years older, continuing to be bolder, radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves, <clears throat> and, God and God bless, folks. Continue to remember Mr. WWS as in the face of this pandemic. Keep yourself clean, keep your hands clean, and most certainly, ladies and gentlemen, do a whole lot of praying because we need all that here, of course, right now, of course, especially with a brand-new president coming in. And hopefully, like I said, we'll have a bunch of. Hopefully, like I said, he'll he'll, he'll probably do something that our that our current president has not been able to do at all, and that is possibly get our country out of a whole bunch of mess. But we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Take care and God bless your folks. And once again, since 2015, your source for everything in the world, in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCWUS Radio Network, and of course. Um, of course, uh, of course, uh, from, uh, from, as I used to say on the old TV show, Hawaii Five-O, aloha. Take care and God bless. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and, uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.